Hello there, you're listening to Tournament in a Tea Break from Britwatch Sports and we are at the Australian Open. 128 men and women have now been whittled down to 64 each and we've had some huge shockers along the way. By now, we should have had just the seeds doing the battle uh, towards the business end of the tournament. But who have we lost? Well, day one was not only a bad day to be a seed, it was a horror to be an American seed. The first casualty of the day was last year's finalist, Venus Williams. Since Belinda Bencic's giggling return at the Hopman Cup alongside Roger Federer, she's looked back to her best and she handled everything that Venus threw at her and sent it back with pace. Mind you, that was short-lived. She couldn't back it up in the second round. Shame, because she was quite a few people's tips for maybe a dark horse. Coco Vanderway, the US Open semi-finalist, allowed the lack of bananas, yes, really, to play a part in her downfall, earning herself a code violation in the process and really hardly endearing herself to the people watching. But perhaps the most striking loss was that of Sloane Stephens. The US Open champion is now pretty miserable, zero for eight since lifting her maiden slam. When you look at where she came from last year with the injury and her run in that US swing, of course, winning that slam, she will snap this, but right now it's pretty rough for her. On the men's side, things didn't improve. Jack Sock, who, if we're being generous, looked lacklustre, if we're being totally harsh, looked bored and disinterested in, in Auckland. He, he went out alongside John Isner. And for those of you who are watching on our YouTube channel, sharp-eyed viewers will wonder why we've got South Africans um, Kevin Anderson in our graphic. But the US Open finalist, <coughs> which is a tenuous link, I know, was downed by our very own Kyle Edmund. Now, it was impressive stuff by the Brits. He knew he could take Anderson to five sets. He did that at Roland Garros last year. He pegged him back each time the US Open finalist got ahead. Uh, even in the decider, he actually kept his head, broke straight back and kept the pressure on to claim a massive scalp. And he backed that up well with a commanding performance against Dennis Sisterman. That particular section of the quarter is wide open. Uh, so he could, whisper it, be eyeing a place in the quarterfinal. In terms of the return of the walking wounded, it seemed to start well. Nadal, Djokovic and Vavrinka all came through their openers, despite the stuttering start to their slam preparations. But however, much to the relief of those of us that had picked Vavrinka in our predictions uh, as a shock exit, he bowed out in the second round. But let's not forget this old boy. He breezed through his two rounds under the lights and rod labour. And while Grigor Dimitrov's kit makes him look like a giant licorice all sort, Federer actually just looks like he's going to wander off and play polo after his match. British hopes on the men's side might be riding high, but Johanna Conta was a shock exit on day four. She fell to fearless lucky loser Bernarda Perra, whose clean hitting undid an unusually fault-ridden Conta, it has to be said. There was some absolute howlers of overheads and volleys. Her volleys have never been fantastic, and we've now gotten to the stage where we just hold our breath when she comes to the net. She didn't necessarily panic. It actually wasn't a bad match from her when you compare how she was last year, but there's clearly a lot of work to do with Michael Joyce. She was fairly pragmatic, so do have a look at uh, our article on what she had to say after her match. We will be back to assess who is still standing for the round of 16. Aussie Hopes still riding high with Kyrgios and Barty. Obviously, we have Edmund as well. So there's plenty to talk about when we get to the end of round three. You've been listening to Tournament in a Tea Break from Britwatch Sports. I'm Ros Sattar.